You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This is the weekly show. I'm Dahlia. I'm Alex. And this week we're going to do a special presidential podcast. Yeah, we're going to discuss um, the selection of the next UO president, Michael Schill, and the new ASUO president, Helena Schlegel. It's going to be presidential packed, like very West Wing. Do you remember <laughs> that line from West Wing? I serve at the pleasure of the president. I didn't really watch West Wing. I apologize. You shouldn't tell people that. Okay. Well, now that we got that over with, um, <laughs> we're going to start with the ASUO president, Helena Schlegel. Um, Alex has been covering this um, at length, so why don't you take it away? The ASU elections, which stands for the Associated Students of the University of Oregon, have been going on for, I think they went on for two weeks. There were three presidential candidates on three separate slates, and the winner was Helena Schlegel with UO Forward. Also running were Miles Sisk with We Are Oregon and Joaquin Ramos with Ducks First. So UO Forward ran on three main points, safety, culture, and connectivity. And if you want to know more about that, I recommend you check out a cover written by Kaylee Tournay, Andy Field, and myself. It's we'll a, put a link to it in um, the text post yeah. of this podcast. Yeah, just uh, click on down. I don't know why I pointed down. <laughs> well, could you point to any specific things that um, Schlegel wanted to accomplish? Yeah, there was a lot of different things with uh, sexual assault prevention and education. She's pretty involved on campus. as um, She's the only student member of UO's Board of Trustees. She used to be an ASUO senator. She's a dispatcher for Safe Ride, which is a safe shuttle. Um, Nighttime. Aimed, yeah, aimed at preventing sexual assault. She is, I think, one of the founding members of OASA, which is the Organization Against Sexual Assault. Um, and she was actually on that. She was a university senator as well, and she was on the University Senate Task Force uh, related to sexual assault that put out those recommendations at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so she's had a number of leadership positions in and outside of student government. She's heavily involved, yeah. yeah. Um, so she won by about 192 votes, um, and that was in a runoff, a runoff election between her and Miles Sisk. And also in this election, there were a bunch of grievances filed, which is basically when campaigns file complaints against one another, and those typically go to the elections board, and then if the elections board rules away that one of the campaigns don't like, they typically appeal that to the Constitution Court. So it's kind of an interesting cycle of ASUO politics that... Yeah. I wouldn't... I don't think it's similar to anything else I've ever seen. It's a pretty unique entity. And in the days leading up to this announcement of Helena's um, selection or... Um, the election results, UO Forward was banned from campaigning, right? Yeah, they were banned from campaigning. And it's somewhat up in the air whether or not they actually did stop campaigning. There were a lot of grievances filed about it, but nothing has happened thus far. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting, and it'll be interesting to see if the Constitution Court is still deciding any of those grievances, what power they would have. Because at this point, she's already elected. She's the president-elect. And there's not really a ton of precedent, at least that I've seen, for the Constitution Court kicking out a sitting president or a president-elect. We released a profile piece on Helena um, last week. Um, so if you'd like to learn more about her, um, her tenure at the university and 
um, more about her slates positions, you can also pick up that print edition. It should still be out on the stands. Yeah. And also, I get kind of caught up in the president part because it's easy to, but there were also, I think, 22 people running for separate Senate seats and right. different seats on boards, like the ACFC, which is the Athletics Contracts Finance Committee and PFC Programs Finance Committee and a million other committees. Yeah, and as I read in the Emerald, um, a majority or a plurality of seats went to actually a different campaigns. Yeah, that's somewhat common. Um, I'd say about half the different seats went to We Are Oregon candidates, and I'd say the other half went to you. Not the other half. I'm sure there were probably a few ducks first in there. Um, but I'd say the Senate's pretty much split between uh, We Are Oregon and UO Forward, which is interesting because yeah. last year um, the executive branch was primarily Beatrice Gutierrez's slate, and they run under the name... Um, ducks for a Difference? Or Ducks Like You. Ducks Like You. There are so many campaign names, and they almost <laughs> all involve Ducks or Oregon, and it's so hard to remember them all. But yes, they ran under Ducks Like You, but most of the Senate was um, We Are Oregon. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of similar to how we can have a Democratic or Republican president and then have Congress be the opposite party or yeah, it's different ruling. Yeah, very similar to that. Yeah. So on to, the not to say bigger presidents, but like... Bigger paid, at least. <laughs> yeah, so on April 14th, the U of O selected a new president. Um, his name is Michael Schill, and he is the successor to the interim president, Scott Coltrane. And um, so the Board of Trustees selected him as the university's 18th president. He officially takes over, though, in July of this year. And he served as the dean of um, the law schools of... University of Chicago and UCLA and so it's probably not that surprising that once he takes over as president he'll also receive a tenure faculty position within the UO's own law school. He's Ivy League educated and he's actually a bit younger than the last few presidents in university. It's interesting because when you look at the pictures you see I mean he's not that different if you were to describe them as like a lot of white males with glasses. Right. But he's not that old. But he's definitely younger than most of them. A lot of the other ones had pretty gray hair, some right. white hair, no hair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very similar picture, but he does seem younger. <laughs> I wonder if any of the gray hair came from serving as president of the university. I wouldn't be super shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's an expert in real estate, housing, and property law. He's published a number of books and scholarly articles on these top topics, and it's pretty, um, I don't think it's coincidental that it lines up with UO's expansion program. There's a bunch of construction going on on campus. Yeah, UO recently acquired a pretty big property that eWeb used to own. There's, there's a pretty big UO expansion and there's dorms coming up. There's a ton of stuff and I'm sure it wouldn't hurt to have a property law expert. Yeah. Um, and eWeb, in case you don't know, is the utilities company in Eugene. They provide your water, yeah. your electricity. With that eWeb property that the UO just acquired, um, they're going to expand on-campus stuff to this place kind of by the riverfront. I'll be very interested to see how long this president lasts because our last few presidents have not been very long-standing. Yeah. Um, Dave Frommeyer, who passed away this year, was president from 1994 to 2009 and then we had a couple in between we had a couple interims we had uh Lavier who was there for a few years we had Godfrison who was there for what one 
two years maybe? Two years, I think. Two years, and then we've had interims. So in the past, like, five years, we've had several presidents and interim presidents. So can you talk to us a little bit about um, the emergency board meeting and the press conference? Yeah, I was pretty surprised by the selection, uh, just timing-wise, because Tuesday morning we heard that there was going to be, Tuesday the 14th, we heard that there was going to be an emergency press conference and board meeting in the Ford Alumni Center. So at the board meeting... The board voted, um, and they unanimously voted uh, for a shell for president. But I guess over the weekend, they had another emergency meeting in Portland where they interviewed and met with the final four candidates and decided that shell was the strongest. Now, why was this up in Portland? Any particular reason? You know, I don't know. We also have the Turnbull Center in Portland. I'm assuming it's easier to fly into Portland. I also think that they were trying to keep the, like, we still don't know who else was in the running. Um, it's not been very transparent. It's been a very closed search. Um, so there's one argument that they were trying to protect the privacy of those candidates and like having them on campus might not have been. If you saw Chuck Lillis and you saw four <laughs> other people around campus, like someone could draw ideas about who that was. That's my only guess. Yeah. Was Ann Curry present at these board meetings? Uh, she was not, but she was on the phone. <laughs> she was on the phone from New York and Susan Gary was on the phone from she was in like Hong Kong or somewhere. Not exactly sure. She was somewhere in Asia. So there were just a couple people really making a long distance conference call, which was very kind of them, I'm sure. If I become an award-winning broadcast journalist, that's going to be my first priority to serve on the UO's board of trustees. I mean, more power to you. <laughs> so we're going to play you a few sound clips from Shill answering questions at the press conference. Yeah. So at the press conference, Chuck Lillis, who's the board chair, introduced him introduced Shill. Shill gave a pretty brief statement, and then he answered a couple questions from the audience. And those questions, a lot of them were focused around sexual assault issues, so we're going to play a couple clips from that. Well, this is a huge issue, as you know, all over the country, is universities are grappling with the best way to deal with sexual assault. This university is no different from hundreds of other universities in doing that. And I think this is a, a, a set of issues that I'm anxious to involve myself in. I, I believe it's very important that this university be a safe place. I also believe that it's very important to provide the support for people who have been victims of sexual violence, to know that they're supported by the administration. And I also believe this is an opportunity for us to be a leader in this area. Obviously, the exact details of what is going on on this campus, I'm a new person to this campus, I need to really get myself enmeshed in the details. I understand some of the things that have been happening, but I know that from all of the people I've met here, in the administration, and faculty, and the students, and the staff, people want to pitch in, they want to make this a better university. They want to make this a safer university, a fairer university, just like every other university in the country is trying to do. And so um, I encourage everyone to work with me and work with the Dean of Student Affairs, work with uh, all of the administration and faculty to achieve that. There were some questions about lawsuits that the U.O. is currently under, especially the one with the Counseling Center. 
and I asked a question about his experience working with unions. Some people asked how he was planning to get along in Oregon, if he had any ties to Oregon. Besides liking Powell's, the answer was no. Um, he also said he's learning how to do the hand-o. He's working on it. So who are your favorite fictional presidents, Alexandra? Okay, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Obviously, Jed Bartlett, number one. From? West Wing. Okay. I would not say I do not care for Fitz from Scandal. Yeah, see, that's the only one that really popped into my head, but he's not a great president. Yeah. <laughs> and we're both a pretty big fan of, we're both pretty big fans of House of Cards. Oh, you know, I didn't like, okay, as much as I... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you haven't, if you haven't finished House of Cards. Yeah, you if you haven't finished season two of House of Cards. I wasn't a huge fan of the old president in House of Cards before um, Frank Underwood took over. I thought he was kind of naive and easily manipulated. Um, but I also think that Frank Underwood is pure evil and he doesn't deserve it. And also he's so mean to Claire and I'm so disappointed Claire in him. Claire deserves so much better. I know. Oh, God, that last moment when she walks out. Oh my God. I mean, we told you there would be spoiler alerts, yeah. so you can't be mad. Yeah. We're not liable. So that's all we have for today's presidential podcast. Have a great sunny 79 degree Monday. Yeah. Tweet us any thoughts or questions you have about either of the two new Yo presidents. Tweet us your favorite fictional president. Make up a weird hashtag. Tweet us who you think should be the king of Westeros in Game of Thrones. Don't watch that. I think it should be Gendry, but like whatever. That means literally nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs>